Parental Advisory. Great. Mistakes. I wanted to do a podcast episode with Mary, since mainly this is for the girls. Um, and But I think it's important, too, that there's a home life aspect to going out onto the ship if you are married, that uh, I talked a little bit about how important an email might be that you get on the other end of that. Everything that every expectation that you have in life is different when the person you're living with is gone for a hundred percent of the time for months on end. And so I thought it would be interesting to get the perspective of a spouse of someone who is in the military. Now, the last two interviews that I did, I forgot to change it to multi-track. So I couldn't make the voices equal in post-editing but this time I remembered beforehand. So hopefully um, I'll be able to even out our voices and not have you know, somebody laughing, overpowering whoever's talking, et cetera, et cetera. Hi, Mary. Hi. How are you today? I'm well. I'm glad you remembered the multi-track. Thank oh, you. Sounds important. <laughs> it is important. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess, so we got married and then you moved out to San Diego, but I was on deployment. That is correct. And you came in like, the, it was October? Yeah. So married in July of 2005. You left in the end of August. And then, yeah, end of October, I think, is when I moved out. And it was like a week or two before? It was just right before? Yeah, it was a week before. Jackie rode out with me, and then she flew home. And then I started, like, with what I had, unpacking in the new apartment. Yeah. And I had gone out there before... I flew around the world and apartment hunted. We'd seen something yeah. online and I'd rented a car and drove to the place and it wasn't in the middle of the ghetto or anything. Yeah, and I think you had a convertible, right? Because yeah. I remember you saying that. I was like, oh man, that's all I've ever wanted. Yeah. Still haven't had. Still don't have one. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then you, you got a job at San Diego National Bank. Well, it was a while. Like we were living the life for for a few months, it seems like, because I yeah. didn't get a job until February of 2006. And I think it okay. kind of turned into like, hey, so you're really not doing anything. Did you want to get a job or something? I was like, eh, okay, I guess. So yeah. yeah. I'll respond to some ads <laughs> yeah. in the paper. And so then I became a teller at SDNB. Okay. And that was really important for us, actually, because Amanda and Jeremy, mm -hmm. and I should probably say Packers suck. That, for sure. That, still, forever and always. <laughs> that um, <laughs> they were basically your... My people. Yeah. Without San Diego National Bank, I don't know who I would have had. Yeah, but very dear friends that really took care of you. For sure. 100%. And you would go over to their house... Just to hang out. I like lived at their house when you weren't there. And then sometimes when you were there, we <laughs> yeah. all lived at their house. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So Amanda was my supervisor, my teller supervisor at San Diego National Bank. And at the time we were living in the Tierra Santa part of San Diego, which was kind of 
I guess, north of the city. And then Amanda lived in Chula Vista, which was south of the city. So we were a good, I think, 20, 30 minute drive from each other. So it wasn't necessarily convenient to hang out. But towards the end, I should add a note in there. I only worked at San Diego National Bank for like nine months because that round, because right after I got the job, we were expecting Cameron and then we decided I would stay home. So in this nine month time frame, living, you know, an inconvenient 30 minutes apart in a big, huge city, we became super close because I mean, it kind of is like we were, I mean, we were both from Illinois, so we had that connection. And then yeah. obviously both of our husbands are in the Navy yeah. that go on deployments. So that's, he was gone at yeah. the beginning a lot. He like, was. I think he was in Mississippi, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And he came back because the first time I met him, it was it had been a while. And they, they threw like awesome parties. But his birthday is right around July 4th. I think it is they, July 4th. Is it? Okay. I think so. I don't know. It's right around July 4th includes July, July 4th. 4th. So let's sure. just go with that. On or near July yeah, 4th. Thank you. I gotta have that greater than or equal <laughs> sign. You don't even like math. Yeah, Why are you gonna do math. that to me? Math is the worst. So they always do like a big birthday bash, and Amanda's yeah. the best cook, and she did those double, um, twice baked potatoes. Oh yeah, I forgot about those. You I love always those. loved. And, well, her and soup. That, I was just saying about how we had the fire in the, we had the fire in the oven, and you were like freaking out, and I'm like, oh she's probably exaggerating and I walk through and I see flames <laughs> flying up out of the oven. I'm like, Oh, I get why she's freaked out. And then I put it out. And afterward we were like, what the heck is, how did this fire happen? And then you said, Oh, I think I had Amanda make those twice baked potatoes and it got a bunch of butter on the <laughs> bottom. And Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and then I never cleaned it up. No, We let the apartment people clean that up, I guess. No, I meant that's why the fire happened is because you oh. knew there was a mess in the oven and, and then you just didn't just clean look it the up. other way. <laughs> yeah. Sounds right. Um, but yeah, and so he... Yeah, I guess going back, to, it's surprising now. Not surprising. You just hit it off with people sometimes. Yeah. Like here. Like one of those, like you, it feels like few people come along in life where it's like, and like, and this is going to sound so cheesy, but an immediate connection. It's just yeah. like, oh, like we, we've always been friends in life. Yeah. Like it's never been any different. And when we were 22, 23... Nine months seems a lot longer. Yeah. Not thinking about it. And then you're just living your life. So you're not really thinking about any of these situations regarding comparing it to something else. You're just right. waking up in the morning and doing whatever you're doing. But yeah, they, you guys were such great friends and we went to their house and y'all hung out and did a bunch of stuff. And that started like right off the bat. It had to have because you were only there nine months. That right. Never, I never thought about that before. Yeah. Only nine months. And then. It was, what, five months after Cameron was born, you were leaving on another deployment, and so I was moving back to Illinois. So it was, yeah, yeah pretty whirlwindy. It was a whirlwind friendship romance, basically. <laughs> Love at first sight. Yeah. That, it just reminded me of Corey Ging, and you'd sent that two guys holding hands emoji <laughs> of bromance. You got y'all's yeah. bromance, yeah. Yeah. You can't say bromance for women, but I think you can. It's yeah. a new day and age. It I is. I think you can say bromance. Sure. So you and Amanda's bromance. So mine and Amanda's bromance. We it yes, it was fabulous. And then so we moved, um gosh, when did we move? When which time? That's also a great question. Well, I was trying to think chronologically. Well, then we, so you left on deployment in end of March, beginning of April of 2006. I went back to Illinois 
with Cameron and lived with my mom. And then, no, in 2006, I wasn't on deployment. No, it was my bad. Oh, yeah, I was we pregnant all 2006, yes. Because Cameron's first apartment was that second apartment. Yes, with the, mi- with the mice, and yeah. I was trying to think, when we came back, we decided to move to Chula. Yeah, so that Chula- would have been the end of 2007, that's right. And Chula Vista is a suburb of San Diego that's to the south. Yeah. And it's large, like 500,000 people or yeah. something. It's, and land-wise, it's large as well. Yeah, because we lived more, it went from the coast inland, and we lived inland. Right, and we had lived inland Tierra Santa. Yeah, Tierra Santa. So we lived in Tierra Santa, and then we moved right around the corner, basically, to a cheaper apartment. That first year, I was making like $1,500 a paycheck or $1,400 a paycheck, something like that, which you're laughing right now. Cause <laughs> Killing it. Seems, it. Yeah. yeah. And then we, you weren't work, you weren't going to yeah. work. And my, our apartment, our first apartment was 1550 Yeah. Oh, that's right. And we yeah, were, yeah. so it was all of one paycheck and part of another paycheck was freaking rent. Oh my gosh. And, and it sucked. Then we, when we decided you weren't working, Oh, then the next, after the end of that year, which would have been in 06, height of the housing bubble. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the height of the housing bubble. They up, they were like, hey, you can stay here. It's just not going to be 1550. It's going to be 1750. And I'm yeah. like, I already can't afford the 1550. Yeah. And then oh, you were, yeah, here, and yeah. then you weren't going to work. So we found a cheaper place that was, smaller smaller it was only our first place was two bedroom two baths this one was two bedroom one bath with like miniature living room miniature dining room and it was older it was older yeah and we We did have a cool little patio there though yeah we did and i mean the area was nice too still tierra santa but it just felt a little more i don't know ruggedy rustic in that apartment complex yeah it was definitely older and i think maybe we didn't have a washer and dryer no we did it was a, I think it was a stackable one in that like weird little closet across oh, yeah, the bathroom. Oh yeah, okay. I was thinking there was at some point in time you had to, or maybe we oh, looked someplace. That's false. So, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I've never been wrong before. I'll never be wrong again. <laughs> that one time. We, so we moved, and I was thinking that that had to have been in two thousand and six. It had to been yes. October. So I forgot. So I was there. The first one was 2005, 2006. And then we lived six months. That was the other thing. We could get a six month lease in that little apartment because okay. we were already planning Most on me going back. people wanted a year. Yeah. yeah. And so we lived there from 2006 to the beginning of 2007. And then we came back after your deployment at the end of 2007. And we, that's when we got Dina's place right. in Chula Vista. And we predetermined to move to Chula because we wanted to be by the Gregory's. Yes, that was, that's correct. Then we, I forgot what I was going to say. So let's go back. Okay. Because I want to talk about, I'm going and I'm coming back and I'm going and I'm coming back. What was that like for you? Uh, it was basically the worst because, so here's like the view, my view of the beginning of our relationship in the first couple years married so we meet you leave I visit you in Charleston a couple times you come home for Thanksgiving for Christmas February we're engaged July we get married so within a year it's a whirlwind and we're married and then three months later I'm moving a month later you're going on deployment and then I'm moving to San Diego and then 
having never left, you know, Kiwani except to go 90 miles to college. And you were home every weekend. Yeah, coming home home every weekend. Yes, I don't like to leave home. It was that whole aspect of it. The first year of our relationship was crazy anyway. And then we get married and I moved to a huge city where I know no one, completely unfamiliar. For the first few months, like I said, basically I just stayed at home, did nothing. And then finally getting a job, you know, obviously enforces interaction with people. And from that you grow friendships and things happen in life. And then it's okay. Well, you're going to go out for a few weeks at a time, but then I'm afraid to like, I'm sleeping with a knife next to my bed because God knows what's going to happen. And I'm freaked out because I live, I know nobody like we lived like that first hot place. That lady was so nice that lived next to us. But do you remember her? She had the two dogs. Okay, cool. She was nice. Garage. That was the second place. No, that might have been the first place. Yeah, we didn't have. Yeah, we didn't have a garage there. It doesn't matter. I've hit a couple garages. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. But um, what was the question? I'm lost now. Talking in a circle. I was talking about what you're. You're. You were discussing how it was crazy for you to move to a brand new, coming from basically a small town in Illinois, having never left, being a homebody, moving a couple thousand miles, and then you're home alone. Oh yeah, and then but I mean that's the other thing is. Then you realize, okay, well, even though I'm in this huge city, I have my own little bubble. I don't have to technically leave Tierra Santa for anything. There's grocery stores, there's restaurants, there's, you know, maybe I do have to drive 10 minutes to Target. I don't know. But you learn that I can just do these little things in my bubble. But at the same time, it's still daunting because then you're gone. And I've never, the first time I stayed anywhere by myself was in San Diego. Yeah. And so already being a big baby afraid of everything like I feel like it makes you become more aware of your surroundings I guess but it I guess it kind of forces you to really settle in as quickly as possible just to be comfortable with where you're at yeah I like there was that fashion mall you like to go to Oh, yeah, that the was when we lived mall. up there. And we didn't have, like, much money to spend there, yeah. but I love that but place. But it was an outdoor mall. Yeah, that was in Mission Valley, right? Mission Valley? I think That's there was there. a couple outdoor malls. I don't I don't remember. Yeah, up there, though, we went fat, And then there was, a, yeah, Otai was south, so that wasn't then. And then we always ate at the Chili's. Remember oh, yeah, we, they had that Caribbean salad, salad. Yeah, and then we would always get the chips and salsa. It was like... There was a mall in like Santee or something. Oh, and yeah, Red, and, and they Red had River. the candy store with the Christmas candy corn that I freaking loved. Yeah, <laughs> we got in a huge argument over candy corn because <laughs> Mary likes to spend a lot of money. And I was saying, hey, you already have like two pounds. They had candy corn for every season. Every holiday, it was the best. Yeah, but they would continue to, they yeah. never were out of it. So it was, there, here's the Easter candy corn. Here's the Valentine's Day candy yeah. corn. This is the Patriot candy corn. You know, here's the Christmas Labor corn. Day candy yeah. corn. Yeah, whatever you're doing, there was candy corn for it. And she had two pounds of candy corn. And we had just spent like thousands of dollars that I didn't realize we had. And then Mary's like, hey, we're running low on funds. I'm like, what? I thought we had like $8,000 in the bank because I had gotten a bonus in this other stuff. And I was like, holy crap, I didn't know you could spend money that quick. Yes, you can. We, you can. You can. And 
I'm like, hey, maybe we shouldn't buy this stuff. And you were like, I'm an adult. We're in the middle of the candy store. I'm like, hey, maybe we shouldn't get the candy corn. And you're like, well, I want to get the candy corn. I'm like, yeah, I know you want to get the candy corn, but we we have two pounds of candy corn at home. I don't think you're going to eat two pounds of candy corn. But that candy corn is a Valentine's Day candy corn, and this is the Easter candy corn. I'm like, I understand, but it tastes the same. Like, let's not spend Mm. five extra dollars or whatever on candy corn. And you were like, I'm an adult. I can spend money whenever I want. And I was like, that's true, except for you can only spend the money you have. Well, I mean, in retrospect, maybe that was a ridiculous argument. But I will not concede to the fact that they taste the same. They taste different. That's I but can accept that. my argument was obviously. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Agreed. And, and then there was the claim jumper, because remember... When we were like, maybe, like, I want to go into labor. Like, hopefully we can have Cameron soon. And you were like, everybody says if you go eat the mint pie at Claim Jumper. That was Tom Davis. And then some other people were like, yeah, I heard the same thing. The mint pie at Claim Jumper. Didn't work. No, it did not work. I was trying to think of, oh, what I was going to say about the mall in Santee. You had to come down some road, like, get off the highway, and then it teed. And when it teed, you hang a left. And yeah. right there, there was a place called the Beef and oh, Bun. Beef. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I drove by. I guess it would be fitting now. <laughs> At the time, marijuana wasn't regal, legal. And I would call it the Beef and Reef. <laughs> like, you go get a hot dog. <laughs> I'd, I'd like uh, some, uh, give me a... Chicago dog. Give me a Chicago dog fries. and a hamburger and a large fries. And give me three joints, please. <laughs> Like, it's not the beef and reef. You would think it would be, like, the surf and turf. Yeah. It's the beef. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's, you need to actually open one yeah. of those. Oh, we could move there now and Make actually do killing. it. Or I guess we could go to Illinois and open up <laughs> the beef and reef like that. But that's the perfect thing. Like, you need to hit the drive through, get a couple joints, a bag of Cheetos, a taco, a hamburger, and a chili dog. And so many people are going to – the genius of this idea, and this is the genius of it, Number one, it doesn't need to be good because they're high. It's true. They, it, it can just, be mediocre be, food. Yeah. And number two, you don't need that many customers because one customer is going to come in and say, give me one of everything on the dollar menu. Yeah. <laughs> and three joints. Yeah. <laughs> because they're high and they're not thinking, oh, I can't eat all this yeah. food. I need it all. That was a story. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I just said his name. I'm going to have to delete that out. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. I might delete this out too. I don't know. I might not. You'll just hear this and wonder who the guy's name is. Dun, dun, dun. You'll have to ask him. He'll it's tell you. It's a mystery. So there's the beef. In her. Oh, and then we liked Einstein's bagels. There was that Einstein's oh, yes. bagels. With, it, had a beautiful, it had a beautiful patio and it overlooked the highway. the highway. It was out there by trees, the trees. Yeah. It was kind of close to the football stadium, wasn't it? Uh, Qualcomm where the oh, Chargers played. Yeah, yeah. Because Qualcomm was closer to Mission Valley, and it was, like, in between Tier Santa and Mission Valley. Yeah, I, I, I remember kind of – I actually remember missing my exit once. No, the worst was when we first moved to Chula Vista, and I was used to always driving to Tierra Santa. I would get <laughs> off on the wrong exit, and then, oh, crap, I'm going the wrong way. I have to turn <laughs> Not around. much has changed in your driving history. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it still happens. And you know, so another terrible memory from Tierra Santa, the guy in the crotch rocket. I was just telling the girls oh about this gosh, the other yeah. day. So Cole and I are driving down the freeway and what was the speed limit? There was like 
80, right? 75, 80. It was fast. Too fast. Too fast to drive, in my opinion. But so I'm always going the speed limit. Usually speed limits are slow and everybody drives faster in the city. This applies to the situation. Yeah. I'm driving probably right over the speed limit and pregnant. So probably maybe a little extra just emotional and weary in my own eyes. And this guy on a crotch rocket comes flying past us. He had to be going like 85 or 90. No. Yep. 85 or 90. (laughs) Flying right along. I feel like you're ruining this whole story. No, he was going so fast. He was going so fast. All right. Let me tell the story. Okay, if you must. Because this guy in a motorcycle, everything that she said is true, minus the, minus the difference in the speeds. But he pulls up, and this is, how what, four lanes on each side yeah. at least. On a Saturday. Yeah, at five yeah. or something. I see these this motorcycle guys, you know, they're coming up and passing us, not zooming by like we're not moving, and the, that's an important point because I look out the window, I see the guy, and I see him go up for a wheelie, but he doesn't do it three lanes over where no, he could. Yeah. He does it directly next to us, which was... What the hell? And I didn't think much about it other than, okay, this guy's doing a wheelie. As he's doing a wheelie, I see his hands start to shake. Yeah. And I think... That doesn't look right. This dude's going to eat shit. Going... 85 or 90 miles per hour. <laughs> Which he wouldn't have because he would have been way in front of us. He's Once he pops that wheelie, he's basically, even with Mary's window, she's driving. Yeah, he was right next to window, us. And he kept, he was like parallel speeds with us at that moment. In time. I don't do wheelies or ride motorcycles. So I don't know if you do a wheelie and then it slows you down yeah, or know. what. But he was right next to us. And I see him going to, He's he's about to eat it. I it's not enough time for me to. I, I'm yeah, trying to process we, this, and I I don't say anything. I have well, I don't know what you were thinking or if you remember what you were thinking, but I I saw it happening. I was like, this guy's gonna eat it. I watched every second of it. I remember it vividly. He falls. He hits the ground. By the grace of God, <laughs> he rolls forward about ten rolls. Yeah. Once the guy. Once the guy's on the ground and the bike is on the ground, Mary slams on the brakes and comes to a stop. The guy rolls forward 10 times. Then he starts rolling at like a 45-degree angle for two rolls, and then he rolls directly into our lane for two rolls. Yes. So he's now directly into our lane, and we would have killed him. Yeah, like I'm so anxious about this still right now. I'm ringing this cord. Don't ruin my stuff. Oh, my God. I won't touch it. And... That was kind of somebody, a bunch of people stopped. Some people helped him. He stood up. Mary's he, like, he was what out do for I like do? 45 seconds, not moving. And I was like, oh, I thought he's dead. The guy's got to be dead. And then he like moved. Well, he, yeah. He, All right. I, I exaggerated about the speed. I'm probably exaggerating about how late, long he was. Well, leaving, I think your, I think your perception is that, yeah, he wasn't moving and stuff. My, I don't remember that. My thought was, I thought pretty much right off the bat, I thought he was okay. Like maybe I saw him wiggle his toe or, you know, and you were looking at his head and he didn't move. You know, yeah. Could, could be, a, or maybe I just didn't care if he died, and I, which oh, I God. did. But yeah, I, yeah I, I can't really explain that, um, why I felt like he was fine and, and you felt like he didn't. Yeah. But that's, it was crazy. Everybody stopped. We stopped, obviously, because we were going to run him over. He stands up and gets out of the 
highway and he's standing on the shoulder. Somebody grabbed his bike. I yeah. think maybe it was one of his boys or whatever. And he's like shaking his head. Some, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that. And the person behind us was like a guy in a. Uh, this is the barefoot guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was a California dude. I, I drive around barefoot all the time. Well, like, but he had like, you know, shoulder. I remember shoulder lengthish hair. Yeah, I just remember he looked like a chill dude yeah. or whatever and had like grabbed his side view mirror for the motorcycle yeah. and was like, hey, bro, you all right? Mary's like, what do we do? I said, get just, the fuck out of here. Yeah, go. Well, he's taken care of. He's fine. Oh, that yeah, was horrible. But you were like legitimately freaking out. And I said, we don't need to be here. Yeah. We didn't hit him. It's not a hit and run. Nothing yeah. happened. Other people can. If the cops come, whatever, it's on. You know, they should give him a ticket. And it was maybe one of the first times you kind of realize there is a gray area when it comes to what's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. maybe even morally. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, a seatbelt. If you get in a car wreck with somebody and they're going 45 and they're wearing their seatbelt, they're going to be okay. Yeah. But maybe you're not wearing your seatbelt and you fly through the windshield and for some yeah. reason and then your head lands on a giant spike and then you die. Well, the driver in the other car, instead of saying, Dad, gummit, I just got in a car wreck, they're saying, oh, my God. Yeah. Somehow I killed a man. And right. even if it wasn't your fault, you're going to think, oh, I killed a man. Yeah. So morally... <laughs> You know, instead of just saying, ah, it's the seatbelt, ah, it's only hurting me. Well, there is somebody there because if they kill you, they're probably not going to have a great day. Yeah. They're gonna, remember that one day? It was like the best day ever. I had uh, the, the perfect breakfast. That burrito was so good. I killed that guy. <laughs> Went on about my day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we saw that movie, and then they were playing Bob Marley on the radio. Like, that's not. No. Yeah, so. Yeah, there are. Yeah, that was freaking crazy. That was insane. What else I remember about living specifically in that area was Hooters. We loved those spicy, spicy jack, jack wings. wings. Those freaking spicy jack wings. And they didn't have them in Singapore. And I thought, these crazy-ass other countries, they, it's full of crap. I can't wait to get back and go to get those spicy <laughs> jack wings. And that was Herring, Wes Herring. Oh, he had okay. worked at a wings place. And he wanted to go get wings, and we went to Hooters. And I had been there a couple times, like Buttery wanted to go to Hooters. And uh, I guess I'll, I don't know if this was even on my list of stuff, but we went to Hooters. Buttery would get real drunk on Sunday and then (laughs) want to take everybody out to eat. He got real drunk. He took us out to Hooters, and he got the Dom Perignon. Oh, my God. So it's a $150 right. bottle of champagne. It freaking Hooters, you know, the classiest place right. on earth. To go with your wings and curly fries. Yeah. He gets the bottle of Dom. He leaves. He comes back to base. He says, let's go to Hooters and get a bottle of Dom. I'm like, what are you talking about? Well, we end up going and, yeah, okay, whatever. We go. We're going to drink a beer. Then you realize he's serious and he actually orders a thing. And we're like, are you out of your what mind? Hell? Like, yeah. what are you doing? Don't worry, I already ordered one earlier today. You're like, what? This is your second second bottle. And then he was like, hey, could I get a t-shirt or something like that? I don't think we can understand you if you don't do your buttery accent. I'm sorry. (laughs) He used to, I'm going to do it for Mary, but he used to do this. Oh my God, you did that to that one song. And he'd say, this is some bullshit. (laughs) 
Was he was naturally country? He, yeah, he's from Tennessee. Okay. So I can't do a really good Tennessee accent, but that's where any Yeah, so he kinda had that drawl a yeah. little bit. This is some bullshit. <laughs> and I, he'd get some I derailed you. His he wanted a t shirt. Yeah, he wanted the t shirt, so he's talking to the manager like, I ordered two bottles of Dom. This is a terrible <laughs> impression of him. He uh <laughs> he so then he goes to try to get a t shirt or a hat or something and the manager's like, No. <laughs> After two bottles of Dom, yeah. it doesn't get thought, you a free shirt. Yeah. And I was like, What you can't give him a shirt? <laughs> like he just spent like five hundred dollars here. <laughs> just today. on champagne. Yeah. yeah. You should give him the eleven dollars that you know, because it's probably a twenty dollars shirt and it costs him yeah. ten. Like you should you should probably just give him the ten dollars for the shirt like for he sure. earned that son of a gun. But then I was also thinking I wasn't here earlier. Yeah. Like they might have almost kicked him out a couple he times. Caused a ruckus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, No. You a shirt? I want you to never come back. I told again. you you couldn't have a second bottle of Dom. I don't care how Dom. much money you yeah. have. Yeah. So, what were we talking about? The spicy Jack Wings. The spicy Jack Wings. So then Herring, he worked at a wing place and he told me, This is how you got to eat the wings. And I ordered those wings, or maybe he picked them out. And you take the wing, it, the not the drumstick, the wing yeah and you hold it and you twist and you can basically by twisting it you can rip out each of the wings and then you just have the whole piece of chicken mm, okay. and all of the outside like you're not like nibbling it you yeah. can just rip it apart and then dunk that in your blue cheese sure so it's just completely covered how i like it sounds gross and then you put it in it slides right down your gizzard oh god <laughs> it down your gullet oh my gullet <laughs> Up my gizzard. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Then, so, then we would want to go watch football. You were a big NFL fan. Yeah. I liked watching football. And would, they had wings and they had something. I don't know what you liked. The pear cider. They, Remember yeah, they, they had the pear cider I liked. No, yeah. I just, I think I just ate those wings because they were good and I liked their fries. Yeah. There was, but it was. It, and maybe it was the football, but we went there fairly regularly. Yeah. And I, I was not a, I'm not a Hooters fan. Yeah. I just like those wings. Maybe it was, That's I don't, everybody I can't says, remember, though. but it was funny. You can still not like Hooters and like the wings and you still sound like everybody else is like, oh no, I don't go to Hooters because of the environment and the atmosphere. Oh no, we went to, I went to Twin Peaks once with, um, when we were over at, at ERCOT doing that training mm -hmm. and it was so it was so awkward for me, like, you know, me, like, I don't even like kissing scenes in movies. Help me, Rhonda. Yeah. And I remember, like, this, normally you look down at your shoe and you, you, yeah. you know, you, you don't think about what you're doing. You just, but then with all these girls with their boobs hanging out <laughs> and then you look down and then you're like, it seems like I'm not doing it. But I feel like if I look down, it's going to seem like I'm staring at some 19-year-old girl's chest and yeah. I'm 35. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, sicko. I don't want to be, I don't want any part of this. No, thanks. The Anyway, I've always felt like that at Hooters. Yeah. Plus, most of the time it's fake. Like, they'll come over and sit down at your table and, like, hang out. Yeah. And you're like, hey. It's just it's for cool. the money. Yeah, they're, you're you're trying to get Buttry to give you a good <laughs> tip after his two bottles of Dom or whatever. Yeah. Like, trust me, I know yeah. you don't like me. I don't need to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Just bring me the food. Well, but it was different when you and I went. Yeah. They were not. It wasn't. It wasn't awkward. It didn't seem so fake or whatever. Right. Because it wasn't. And, and maybe the other part of that is 
I'm not going to hit on the waitress. Right. It's just, I would never do that. And then sometimes and we And then went, when I'm with you, you're not hitting on the waitress. Right. So then, and then there were a few times so we went where awkward. I was visibly pregnant. So yeah. that, you No, know. that was, I wanted to tell that story. It was funny. One time we went and I had ordered a pitcher of beer, but you were in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I had always ordered a pitcher of beer. We were going to be there for a while. They said, oh, I'm sorry. I can't bring you a pitcher of beer because there's only one of you. It takes two to get a picture. To, 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 it takes two to have a picture. And I said, you can't. Just, I, I was like, I can drink a pitcher of beer. I'm not going to slam it in an hour. And they were like, yeah. yeah, but. And I can understand that policy. Like, hey, yeah. if we order you a pitcher, this could get out of hand. Yeah. And you don't know everybody's tolerance. And sure. if you drink six beers in an hour, that's a lot different than drinking six beers over three hours. Right. Which is probably what we were going to do. Something like that. Well, right. it ended up that. You come and sit down, pregnant, right. obviously. And as a joke, I said, okay, I'll take that picture. Okay. And then she brought me the picture, <laughs> and I was like, she probably really doesn't care. Yeah. But she doesn't want to get fired, right. and it's kind of that plausible deniability. You told me that I could bring a picture for two people. You didn't say... You know, yeah. who am I to judge right. if she wants to drink when yeah, she's right Maybe she wants a beer right now. <laughs> yeah. And some cigarettes. <laughs> but yeah, we would watch a bunch of football. But then what did Hooters do to you? They got rid of the spicy jack. Got rid of the spicy jack. I haven't been back. Not once. <laughs> we ate there at the time we found out they no longer had them and then we never went back. Yeah. So I guess there's your proof that it was all about the wings. It was all about the wings. All about the wings. Yeah. If they get them back. We're in. I might go. I don't even think there's, is there even a Hooters up here? Well, not here, but I never go to Hooters, so I couldn't tell you. But I guarantee you that there's a Hooters. Probably in Indianapolis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What else did we do? Specifically up there? Or are we moving on yet? I guess we could talk about you were back in Indiana, or not in Indiana, in Illinois. Mm Mm-hmm. What was it like? I, I guess... Well, what was it like on that deployment? And then we had another deployment yeah. for the second one because I, I went on a six-month deployment. We got three months off, and then I went on like a five-month deployment. Was that at the beginning of 2007? It was two thousand. It was April of 2007 to October of 2007, something like that. And then 2008 was the surge. Deployment. 2008, okay. well, yeah, surge was the name everybody was using. Yeah, because on those, I I mean, I only moved home for the first one. You moved home for the first one. Which was weird anyway, because besides the fact that I had a baby, and then it was like solo parenting, because then my, at that, it was my first time back after my parents got divorced, so then life was completely different. Uh, The biggest thing I remember about being home from, two things, being home from that, Cameron got her first stomach bug, and it was horrible, and she was puking in the middle of the night. And you hate puke. Oh God, it was, oh, it was awful. And she had puked on me and my mom had woken up and I was like, you need to take care of this. And mom was like, you need to take care of this. This is your child. I'm like, I can't do this. You have to take care of her puking. It was horrible. And then right before hog days that year, shout out to hog days, Kiwani, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite season. Um, my mom had left a curling iron plugged in on the floor and Cameron at like nine months, 10 months crawled across the floor and grabbed it with her freaking hand. 
And it was oh. like the worst experience. And I was like, sh- I mean, I was like bawling. I was like, she'll be fine. I'm like, you are so irresponsible. I was like, you're leaving a hot girl. Here. Like I lit my mom up, probably said some mean things I shouldn't have. Clearly we've all gotten over it. Cameron's hand is fine, obviously. But um, she's maimed. Yeah, she's still <laughs> scarred for life. She still can't grab things. No, she don't touch curling iron. Um, but it just it felt like it went so fast yet at the same time so slow. Like your parents were still in Kiwani at the time. Oh, were they? Yeah, they didn't. No, no, I'm off. They moved right before. That's right. They weren't they, there. They moved. Wait, what year? Yes, they moved in 2007. Yeah, they did. So they that's moved right, right before. That. Yeah. Yes, that's it. They moved right before that to Texas. And so, cause, because Cameron and I had been there when she was packing up at one time. So it must have been the beginning of that year. Um, but life had just changed, and it felt so weird because at least you and I had kind of gotten into married life, and we have a kid, and we have a little family, and we do our things. And on Sunday nights, we watch Desperate Housewives, and maybe we order pizza, or maybe we have nacho. Like, we yeah, just had we a, watched The Office. We watched The Office. We had, yeah, we had pizza Sundays. Yeah. We just had our routine, and then you go back, and your life has changed because – You've started a new life, and then everybody else's life has changed from what you knew. So, and I mean, nothing against Kiwani, but I think that was when I started to think, mm, like, I still love Kiwani dearly. Yeah. But it was when it's like, I don't think I could ever move back here. As opposed to, no, nah, that's not true. You wanted to, you went back and forth a lot. Like, I don't want to go back there again. We've got to move back here. I, th- I don't want to yeah. go back there again. But that was the first, probably, I can understand you saying, Hmm. Yeah, this is the first time you're like, wait, this is a little bit different. Like, I thought this was everything, and now that I've seen some other stuff, you realize, oh, there's a different way to live your yeah. life, and that's the first time it occurred to you. And then it also occurred to you, maybe I like living in a city more than I like living in a smaller town. Yes, I think so, and which is true. So um, I also got, that was the summer that the last Harry Potter book came out. Went to the Kiwani Walmart. At midnight. Oh yeah, and you mail it. You mail yep, it. Yeah, I mailed me. you a copy of that. You know what else I remember about mailing you things is at one point, you were like, "Stop sending me trail mix." That just popped in my head, because like whenever your mom and I would chip you boxes when we went, Cameron and I would go visit her in College Station, she would always like, "Oh, make him a trail mix," and it was like, I don't know, four months of trail mixes, because I was like, "Oh, he must like them. I'll just keep sending them." You're like, "Don't send me more any more trail mix. I don't think I can eat any more trail mix." Yeah, you're giving me a look like you don't remember that. No, I do. It's because I also because I got sick. Oh, well, that would. I got sick and I like I had ate a bunch of trail mix and then I was vomiting. Ugh. And then you get another thing of trail mix and you take one sniff and you're like, I can't. <laughs> I can't eat a trail mix. Like No more trail mix. Yeah. So, yeah, that was probably. Probably Shanai. I didn't puke then. I don't. I. Yeah, I don't know. Mikey had a story about me getting sick, like puking sick. And I remember being in my rack like, please, Lord, if I could just make it through today. Oh, gosh. And the ship swang. And to get to go puke, you have to crawl out of your rack, which was, uh, you know, five feet in the air. You yeah. know, it's chest high to me. That that particular rack, it was shorter than the others. And put on your shoes because you can't just walk to the, it's, it's yeah. a pain. And then. It's not like you can run to the bathroom in 10 seconds. Yeah. It's yeah. not like in my house. Yeah. That sounds horrible. Yeah. And, and then he had tried to get me a watch relief, but they wouldn't, 
they wouldn't give him a watch really. I'm laying in my bed puking. I'm like, I can't make it. I can't even get out of bed. And he tried to get a watch relief for me from the, you know, our guys. And they said, well, we can't give a watch relief because we have to route it to the reactor officer. So I, I can't get you a watch relief unless you have a note. And then we'll send the sick note to with the watch bill change up to the reactor officer and then he'll sign it. And then he goes to medical and they're like, well, you can't get him a, a you can't get him a, a, a doctor's note a sick note unless he comes up here, but he can't come up here until we're seeing people, which is a oh very specific. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And he went through like this hell for me. And eventually I think, so I think the story was eventually he just got somebody to go up there for me. And they were like, where's so-and-so? And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like <laughs> it was, yeah. It well, was. and that's so dumb. Like things like that, it should be like, in a, like, no yeah. questions asked. Like, I get that some people are going to fake it. I get that some people are going to be hungover yeah. and hit you made a port call or something. Yeah. But when somebody's legit sick and somebody's jumping through their hoops, yeah. yeah. Well, to, and on if behalf of them. They could have even been reasonable and said, if your chief is going to lie for you, then. Yeah. Then then where, then where are we even at? Yeah. Right? So your, your chief is the guy who's like, you're puking, get the fuck up because I don't give a shit. So if you get that guy to come in and say, I got this guy, he can't get out of his rack, get him a note. Yeah. And if somebody comes in and they're like, hey, I need to get a go for a note for a guy, you should say, okay, normally you got to go through this, but if you can't do that, if you get your chief to do it, because your chief doesn't want to do it, and he's going to come, and if he feels like there's a 20% chance you can make it to the thing and do it the right way, he's going to tell you to do it the right way. Yeah. And if you're, you know, so it seems like, I don't know, Mikey's the bomb. All right, we had to cut some stuff out, but this will be the first portion, kind of the beginning years, the wonder years. The second part, we'll come back and we'll talk about when... We became way cooler in San Diego. Yeah, I got a mohawk. Yeah, no. People but were impressed with me on a daily basis. That's no. Yes, <laughs> me, I always have been. Number one fan right <laughs> here. Um, But I feel like... I say way cooler because I just feel like we did more. Second, what we're referring to now is the yeah. second part. So. Yeah. All right. So we'll pick it up uh, at another time. To be continued. <laughs>